Max Hall and Melbourne Football Club, you're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cotchin from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Benderbury from the Collingwood Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hey friends, you got MJ from the Coaches Panel. I hope you're well and welcome back to another episode of the 50 Most Relevant. Today, talking about the number 31 player on my top 50. And it's an interesting one for some. In the 50 most relevant at 31, it's Will Phillips from the North Melbourne Footy Club. Joining me on this episode, look, it, it's been a while since we've had him, like late 30s when we talked about Jacob Hopper. So it's been about a week or so now. Jordox is back. Hello, buddy. How are you? I'm great, MJ. Good to be back on and looking forward to discussing who could probably, who will probably be one of the most popular cash cows at 23. Certainly the current trend is, is that is right on track. Uh, he is just the next midfielder that North Melbourne seems to keep churning these guys out, does he? Just the 20 years of age, the North Melbourne midfielder did not play at all last year. We will talk about that in a moment. As a result, there is no top scores or averages to unpack, but his career numbers really come from his only season of footy so far in 2021. It was a a meek score of 66 in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team against Melbourne, while it's a 73 in Supercoach against the Sydney Swans. Because he missed so much footy last year, and he had a relatively underwhelming fantasy season, that is to say from 2021, he's pretty cheap for us. He's well and truly a cash cow at his price point. He's $158,300 in Supercoach, 270,000 in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, just a touch over 235,000. And Jordox, North Melbourne could not have had more things go wrong for them last year. Like you think of the five big things that happened for that football club. Uh, number one, they get their second consecutive wooden spoon. While it always gives you access to elite young talent, it's never great to have that happen. No one wants that. No one wants that. Speaking of elite young talent, their number one draft pick from the season just gone demands a trade out. Now, the club could have maintained it and dug in, but they chose a different path and let Jason Horn Francis depart the club. They sacked their coach midway through the season. The coach that was meant to be the savior actually spent a lot of the offseason under some innuendo and some cloud about some reputational stuff that certainly has gone quiet for now and we won't discuss but that was far from ideal from a football club's perspective um just not again no commentary about what he was alleged to have said or been involved but the narrative of here's our savior coach and now he's not allowed to be here it was like the cherry on top, wasn't it? When Will Phillips storming through the preseason after an underwhelming 2021, the narrative was that they should have got Logan McDonald in the draft and they missed their key forward. He's ready with a point to prove. And then all of a sudden, mate, Glanger fever hits him. He's out for the year. Like there was not much that went right for that football club last year, was there? No, that's, that's some tough listening for North fans listening. Um, but the good news is that is in the rearview mirror and the future um, the future's going to be bright because of guys like who we're talking about today. Um, so, look, Will Phillips will be, you know, fingers crossed, 
a, a much needed good news story for the Roos. Um, he's tracking well. Uh, he's tracking well for round one. And I think it's going to be a great story, particularly, like you said, with, with how well Logan McDonald did early days in his career. Um, but we're not here to talk about the good news for the Roos. It's about <laughs> our uh, fantasy sides and what he can do. And I do, I do love when, when you do the top 50s, MJ, and we, and we have a cash cow. Because yeah. it is that point where you go, this this really isn't about the top 50 scoring players. That's it's right. about the relevance. And, you know, sometimes it can be not as exciting talking about the cash cows, but they are extremely relevant and crucial to building your squad and getting the uh, more exciting players that we like to discuss. Uh, the the job of your cash cows there, well, ultimately is certainly to score you some points on the field. Their primary purpose is to build income on their head to be able to generate money so that you can move quickly to the more premium players. So much of the game is about how quickly you can get the cows off the ground and getting as many of these premium players on the field. The reason Will Phillips is in the 50 most relevant, is it because the fact that he's based at a cash cow price point? And the price point is, is, are you cheaper than the number one draft pick from the year before? And the answer is yes. That's one of the reasons. But the big advantage Will has over some of these other names that either might appear in the 50 most relevant from the most recent AFL draft or other names that we're considering filling out our final spots on the bench or final spots on the field is he's a known quantity. You ask any AFL recruiter or any draft watcher, they go, All we can do is talk about forecast, speculation, trend, what we believe a player will do. And there's no such thing as a sure thing. Now, you can get pretty darn close, like a Sam Walsh was pretty darn close. But but you always look at... All right, too. Yeah, he goes, all right, too. But you kind of go, oh, what we know about Will Phillips, albeit as it's only 14 games of AFL, and despite an average of only 43.5 in Fantasy and Dream Team and a 47.9 in Supercoach, these are not amazing numbers. But what we do know is there's been enough tiny glimpses, albeit patches of quarters, moments in games, to see that he might never, ever need to and ever get to the top premium tiers. But for what we need from him, Jordox, this year, we don't need him to do that. We just need two things stay in the North Melbourne best 22 and give us some scores comparable to cows in his line. And he's done his job. Yep. He doesn't need to go on to be a fantasy jet. He just needs to have a good year and, and make us the cash. Um, there, there are some, oh, not risks. I mean, it's so hard at mid Jan to say, well, who are the must have cash cows? Who are the best cash cows? Yeah. And, and obviously at this stage, you know, in most people's research, you're going to gravitate towards guys that have been on a list for a couple of years and haven't mm-hmm. had a game or, or whatever the case may be. And, and Phillips is quite, he's quite unique. I mean, I was trying to think of a similar sort of scenario that's played out in recent years. You know, you've got a guy who was uh, pick three in, in that draft. Yep. Um, had a bit of a go, like you said, played just over a dozen games and then miss the whole season. So mm. it, it's really quite unique. So at the minute, he's my number one cash cow just about. Um, you know, a similar conversation could be had about Campbell Chesser at West Coast. Sure. Um, 
he may or may not pop up in this 50, but whether he does or not, it's a similar story, a guy that's been on a list. So um, with Phillips, you know, when, when you said, let's have a chat about Will Phillips, my first thought was, well, it's a bit of a no-brainer at this point. You just pop him in. But there are some things that, you know, will be considered, and that'll be, um, you know, other cash cows that present themselves in Correct. the next two months, and there will be a lot. Uh, the fact that he's mid, you know, the fact that he's midfield only. I mean, that when you have a cash cow in the midfield, there is a bit of an extra expectation or hope that they will score a bit better than Correct. when you're picking one in the back line or forward line or, or the ruck, of course. So he is mid only. So, and he is not top dollar, but he's not um, the cheapest cow you can get. So no. there is an expectation and and a need for him to to score not. Super well, but he does no. need to put some points on there because when you're paying what you're paying, there's a good chance he's going to be starting on your field. And the yes. danger of that is Will Phillips, uh, I don't know your thoughts, MJ, on the risk of being a sub in those early weeks. If that was to happen, that could destroy his you know, his cash generation from the off. Yeah, and, that, and it'll do that with every single cow. And, and you're right. When we look at, and even at the ownership percentage of the one format that's open right now, which is AFL Fantasy. 33% of coaches own him. I, I would assume that in the team pickers of Dream Team and Supercoach, and those formats should be opening in the next seven days or so, um, that we would see a comparable parallel of him being one of the most popular on-field cash cows. And the reason is what you've talked about. He's known. He looks like he's going to be pretty safe best 22. For those that haven't really seen much of what Will Phillips is like as a player, he's a real contested ball nut, real clean hands, really strong. Actually got some really good tackle pressure about him, a nice turn of speed. And, and for a team that's just lost Jason Horn Francis, um, he's a nice immediate replacement in. And so what you're he's talking about... There. There is definitely a spot there with LDU, Cunnington, Simpkin, Powell, um, Wardlaw. He he's still such an important part of their fabric. So important that just 24 months ago they handed him Boomer Harvey's number on draft night. So that's that value that, albeit that recruitment team has very much seen some turnover since then. There was a lot of well, we love the bulldog. We love the fight. We love the tenacity. Um, we love the two-way working um, of this player. And he might be a bit limited to being a mid only, but I, I see a lot of why North Melbourne like him. What Jordox is trying to highlight in terms of a cow at a different price point is if you're 30, 40, 50,000 more expensive to, to another cow, you don't just need to match them for scoring. To generate the same amount of money, you need to go 7, 8, 10, 12, 15 points per game higher to be able to generate the same amount of money um, and then get you to those premium moves quicker. So what Jordox is talking about is, yeah, 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 Phillips is going to be a great pick. And, and if he's there round one, he, he'll be among the most popular cows. But it's the little flag of... Um, if we get a, a bevy of cows through the midfield at a, at a lower price point that have comparable job security, well, now it isn't the lay down Mazare everybody gets on Phillips. Because if we get a bunch of 180 cows in Dream Team 
or 200 cows in Supercoach or 123 cows in Supercoach, sorry, and, and 200 cows in Fantasy. Well, then now it's like, oh, I could save 70K here. I could save 40K here. Oh, now that's the difference from going from steel up to the guy I want or going from that mid-price to the guy I'd really love. And, and, and this is where it all starts to come in. But the, the way I look at it, Jordox, and we'll, and we'll talk about draft in a sec from my perspective is North Melbourne need a good news story. We we went through and shared all these different challenges and there's more that we didn't name, Taryn Thomas, that, that could have been done. Anytime you look at a player in the North Melbourne ecosystem, come on a radio and talk about preseason. There is one player they all intentionally highlight and it's not accidental and it's not just because he's doing a good job. But, but there is a note and a narrative that is being um, communicated from the football club, and that is this. Will Phillips, the guy we invested a top five pick in that we lost last year due to a, a, a glandular fever, he's back. And he's strong and he's powerful and he's hungry and he's determined. And so this narrative is going to continue. And so for me, Drawdocks, I don't know what your take is, but he's in my team everywhere. I, I don't think you should overcomplicate it. And it's pretty much a, unless you get more cows with equal job security and arguable greater ceiling of scoring, I'm taking the third-year player that's a cash cow. Yep. No, I think I think that will be the probably the general consensus right now. And, and we've got two more months of preseason just about um, for a lot of other cash cows to put their hands up, I suppose. And, yeah, it'll be interesting in that week leading into the first game, you know, when the teams come out. Yeah. If there's another cow named who's 50K cheaper, that means all of a sudden I can get him. That starting squad cash cow is so different. Like during the season, you know, if he's Beggars can't be choosers sometimes, can you? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. But start, yeah. So, But no, I'm with you. I think, um, yeah, it's pretty clear cut at this point, but it's not to say he's a must-have. No, it's true. All right. Well, where does he go on? draft day because salary cap you need these maybe not 60 70 that's maybe even 80 is the peak of what he can do for us as a midfielder maybe more but that would be one of the greatest cash cow prices years we've ever seen albeit from a third year player but what does he do on draft day man where, where do you see him going oh if at all? i think he keeps i think he just stays in his chair on draft day i, I mean Maybe super coach, you could make an argument because of sure. that contested style. Maybe he could, you know, be worth a a deep midfield bench spot. Yeah. Uh, but look, you know, in all in all probability, you know, unless you've got a mad North End in your in your league and and they're just having a bit of fun towards the end. Yeah, it, it's very unlikely to see him go. But I suppose being a cash cow, you know, it's a bit different for the top fifty. But maybe we could touch on from a keeper perspective. Sure. Because I know there are. Um, you know, people who have got him in keeper or who have had him and, and, and have devastatedly lost forward status. Yes. Um, to them, I would say, you know, don't worry about it because he's still going to be the he's player you thought player. he was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, more relevant in a keeper because he's a guy of the future. I think that's a fair shout. And, and single season, the only reason he's popping is um, into your CO and getting picked up is based on the depths of your squads and the the volume of teams to pick. Otherwise, here at this stage looks like a, a keeper-relevant guy that you're stashing and hoping develops like he did as a junior. Uh, 
and to be someone that's going to make some money for us in our salary cap formats. Hey, Jordux, as always, mate, an absolute pleasure to have you on these podcasts, my friend. Thanks, mate. Talk again soon. Absolutely, you will. If you want to go and read the article on him now, the good news, it is online for you at coachespanel.tv, as is all the other players we've revealed in the 50 most relevant. Who's at number 30? I'll tell you in just over 30 seconds time. But if you have loved the almost, what, 20 podcasts you've got from us over the first 20 days of the year, We'd love for you to support the coaches panel. There's a couple of ways you can do it. You can tell your friends in your fantasy footy league to check out the podcast and the articles. You can leave a five-star rating and review and follow us across social media and wherever you're listening to these podcasts, or you can become a financial supporter by becoming part of the Patreon army for as little as a couple of bucks a month. It is one of the practical ways that really does help us do what we do. And We'll throw in some extra additional rewards, content, early access to some things, some hidden community groups, and a bunch of other stuff. So if you are loving what you got so far, man, a couple of bucks a month makes a big difference for us, and it helps you get some additional stuff. The links for that, coachespanel.tv. So who's at number 30? Here's what I'll tell you. Number one, for the first time in 2023, Louis will be on the podcast, yet we've saved is it the best till last of the coaches panel? Let's not offend the others. Let's not say that. Um, here's what I'll say. In the past six years, here's what this player has done. Three years, he has brought you joy. Three years, he has brought you nothing but torment. Three years, he's been a premium. Three years, he's been a premium pain in your butt. Who's at number 30? I'll tell you tomorrow with Louis on the 50 most relevant.